For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him all, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want us to see the significance of, this, of these verses. They are incredible. They change the whole structure of everything that's gone before. You see, what was divided has now been reconciled. We have peace. So I was talking much about peace earlier, and we find it right here in, in, this, in this section. But let me just remind you, but now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off, that's you and me, unless we're a member of the Jewish nation, unless we're a member of those that were in God's chosen people uh, that we find uh, in the Old Testament, uh, but you were once far off and been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. So, so who are these two groups and what's the, what's the wall of hostility? So I just want to illustrate that and we'll just go on to the next slide if that's okay. And, and actually Paul sets out very clearly what it was like, what the reality of, of these two groups was. So on the one side, you've got, you've got the Jews, God's chosen people. They, they had the blessings of God. That was a, a decision of God to bless these people. They were a set-apart people. They received the promises. You know, through Moses, they received the law. They received the promises of God. They received the law of God. They had circumcision as an outward sign of their, of their of they were, you know, part of what God was doing. And that he, he promised, God promised that through them, the nations would be blessed. Just stop and think about what God says to Abraham. He takes one man who's uh, uh, you know, in, a, in a pagan world, in a pagan worshipping family, and he appears to him and he says, through you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Yeah, that, was the, that was the promise of God. They were in covenant relationship. God had made a covenant with his people. And their hope was in God. So much so that when they went into exile, they never stopped believing that God would be at work, that God would bring them back. Compare that to the Gentiles, those who were outside of that relationship. It says they're alienated, they're strangers, they're separated, they're far off, they're uncircumcised, they don't carry any assurance in their bodies, and they've got no hope. You feeling encouraged? Yeah, that's, that's the truth uh, of, uh, uh, of who we were as Gentiles. 
without Jesus. And what's this dividing wall of hostility? Well, because actually, as a nation, they were separated. Jews would have nothing to do with Gentiles. And I want to show you that in just a moment. Uh, But that, that dividing wall was so well demonstrated by in the temple, there was the court where the Gentiles could enter in. And and that was just at the beginning of the temple, just in the outer courts, the Gentiles could enter in. But if you read the inscription on the wall, it then said that any Gentile that went any further did so at risk for their lives. They basically were signing their death warrants to try and enter in because that area was restricted uh, for the Jewish nation. And so they were completely separated I wonder if you can just picture that. We, we live in, in our modern day with just the wonders of knowing Jesus and, uh, and being part of his family, and all of that is true. But what Paul is saying is you need to understand the enormity of what Jesus did on the cross. He not only paid for your sin and my sin, that which was separated, that which was forever going to be uh, alienated is brought together. Uh, and we are reconciled. I got really excited when I, when I was thinking about this and seeing this, and I thought, well, I'll try and demonstrate it to you. So I've got a practical demonstration for you today. So uh, uh, I, I need two people from this block here, two volunteers. Nobody will be harmed. Two volunteers. There we go. Two there. And this is Emmy and uh, Owen. Right, if we just bring this forward for me. There we go, just grab that. There we go, let's just go forward a bit. There we go, right. Okay, there we go, right. Okay, so so you are the Jews, okay? So in this block here, you are the Jews, all right? Got that picture? Okay, right. I need two volunteers from this block here. Thank you, Nick. One more. Yes, come on, Sheila. Well done. Can we just move that that way? Lovely. There we go. Bring this one forward. There we go. Right. Okay, you're the Gentiles. So the two blocks on this side. Dunk, can you give me a hand here? Uh, you're, You're the Gentiles. Just in the middle. very much. Okay, so what you need to understand, okay, you're the Jews, aren't you? Okay, so so when you go for coffee today, you're not going to go across that way because that would mean mixing with, with the Gentiles, okay? So you have to go out the door, you have to walk all the way around, come in the back door, and that's where you'll get your coffee because you don't really want to have anything to do with them. You know, they're, 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 they're not very good. You know, you're, you're the guys, you've got all the promises. You know, sorry about the circumcision, but everything you need is yours, all right? Okay, right, so, uh, so you're, you're the Gentiles. 
they, they rather think highly of themselves, all right? And you really don't want to have anything to do with them at all, okay? Because, you know, they, they do rather think of themselves. And, and actually, you've never stopped believing there's a God. You've never stopped actually seeking for him. And uh, in your own way, you've been desperately trying to find this God. You've been just desperately trying to work out, how do I get closer to this God that I see over there, and I see how amazing he is, but I, you know, how do I do that? How do I find my way into finding the goodness and the promises of God? And, uh, of course, we have Jesus. Jesus comes, and, uh, and in him, we're going to see this dividing wall of hostility completely broken down. There'll be no more separation. We'll be one new people, brothers and sisters, whether we're Jews, whether we're Gentiles, we're all one because of Jesus. So what I want you to do, okay, is uh, what I want you to do, please, is to uh, pour some water into here and then pour it into that jug over there, okay? And I want you to do the same. If you'd pour some water into, uh, uh, into that jug, that's it. And uh, there we go. I would just use this one, I think. So that one, to t that one to fill it. That's it. There we are. Wonderful. Right. That's it. If you'd like to come and pour it into, uh, into this one that represents Jesus. There we are. Great stuff. We need more. Look at that cooperation. Okay, I think that will be enough. Thank you. Is it all going to go in? Yes. Wonderful. Right, round of applause for our helpers there. Do you see? He came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those through who are near. For through him, through Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Through the, the sacrifice, through the blood of Jesus that we've just remembered as we've taken uh, bread and wine, that he is the one who brought our reconciliation. So, what I want us to see that we're going to add something to our triangle, yeah? And on the next rung of our triangle, we now find that he is our peace. That through Jesus, we've now got peace with God. Yeah, we're reconciled to God. We can know relationship with him, but we now know relationship with each other. Everything that divided, everything that separated has now been reconciled. That means everybody is welcome into the, into the church of Jesus. Everyone finds a home here. We are a community of believers that none should feel separated from. 
And that actually is a call that we'll come back to in a few moments. It may well be that as you're listening to this today, that for you, this is theory. You've heard of Jesus and know he came 2,000 years ago, but have not made a personal decision. You're missing all that is promised here. Can I encourage you to do the smart thing, to check it out? If you're here today, I want to encourage you, pick up a copy of Why Jesus. It's a great book to just take away and think seriously about who is this Jesus and what did he do? This is a faith that you can examine. I know of people whose testimony is they, the only reason they wanted to find out about Christianity was to prove that it was wrong. And at the end, they had to reach the conclusion, actually, it was, the, it was what they said, yeah, it was what it was said, it was. And can I also say, if you're here and you've not yet made that decision, use Alpha. Come to Alpha. Alpha's a great opportunity just to sit and listen and chat and ask those questions that are relevant to you as to how do I make sense of all these things that I'm hearing? How do I find out more? Because Jesus says to each and every one, come to me. That's a personal invitation to each and every one of us. That's there for you. So I want to encourage you, do take the opportunity to find out more. It will stand up to being examined. This is no blind faith. This is no kind of a shot in the dark. You can put your faith and your trust in Jesus because he's real and he will never let you down. So Paul goes on to say, if this is true, if that dividing wall of hostility is no longer there, if we're all one new man in Christ, if we're now united as he's as his body has made possible, then, then what should that look like? And he goes on to give us a picture of what that should look like. And uh, he, let me just read you those verses. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So Paul spells out what the characteristics are, what is now true of us. He says we're fellow citizens We've all got one uh, place of origin. We're fellow citizens. And actually, we're called saints. Not because of what we've done, not because of our deeds, but because of the status that Jesus has won for us. That we're now seen as saints, holy ones. We're members of God's household. We are all part of this amazing kingdom that God is building and will bring, bring to fulfillment uh, in this world. Built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, God has 
testified to everything he was wanting to do. He's testified through the prophets and through the apostles and building the church of Jesus now. That Christ is the cornerstone. Everything lines up to him. He is the head. He is the one that we look to in all things. And we're a holy temple. We have unity with him. Where we were once separated, where we were once unable, we are now welcomed. We are part of this temple that he's building. And through that, if we go on to the next slide, through that, we've now found our total and utter unity. Jew and Gentile come together. Citizens, saints, members, part of a holy dwelling. So what does that mean for you and me? You see, this must define us as a church. We can't be a church unless we recognize that this is the call of God on us as his body and as individual believers. Just look at some verses in Galatians. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's no male and female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So it has to impact every relationship. Does that mean you have to get on with everybody? Well, I don't think that's even possible. But it does mean that you treat everyone as a brother and a sister. It means that every relationship in our lives should mirror what Jesus died to accomplish. It means that every single one. But how much more should that be true of our relationships in the body of Christ, in the church? How much more should we deal with the hurts and the disappointments and the setbacks and the times when we feel let down and disappointed and even hurt, how much more should we choose to say no? I, I refuse to allow cynicism and pain and hurt to come between me and my brother or my sister and I will work to get that reconciled. I'll do my very best. My, my history, my family history is, uh, my, my dad was one of t three brothers. And uh, uh, at a very young age, there was a, a minor offense in the life of the family. It was, it was trifling. It was just a few words. But it set in place an offense that lasted all the way to the grave. And my dad was the, was the peacemaker in that. He did everything he could to try and reconcile his two brothers, but without, offend, without effect. The offense went all the way to the grave. And that actually, they, you know, my dad was a Christian, his brothers weren't. So all he could do was do the very best he could to be the peacemaker. We are called to be peacemakers. We're called to be brothers and sisters 
Now, I don't know what sort of family background you've had. Maybe it's been a lovely, harmonious, lovely, it's been everybody gets on okay. Everything just runs as, as clockwork. Maybe that's the family you've had. I think most, most of us would recognize that's not the family we've had. And that actually the reality is very different. And so maybe our picture of family is quite difficult when we start to talk about the family of God. Maybe the very fact we call it a family actually kind of feels like, well, that doesn't quite feel normal or something I'd really want to, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of be part of. But God's family, God's family, the family that God is building, the family that will go right through into heaven. And actually, some of those people that you find difficult now, they might be sitting next to you in heaven. They might actually be the very people that God decides, let's spend a bit more time with them. So actually, we should choose to deal with things uh, here on earth. You see, Paul, Paul's, you know, if, you listen, if you look at Paul through the scriptures, the one thing that gets him exercised, the one thing that seems to get his blood boiling is when there's division in the church. It's the one thing. It's kind of like, I hear there's arguments, I hear there's divisions, I hear there's things that, that shouldn't be. And he's so exercised because he says, don't you realize that Jesus paid so that we could be brothers and sisters? It's the only basis that would glue all of us people together. You look around and think, would I go and pick these people? Just look around and think, would I go and pick all these people to kind of be, you know, the people that I choose to hang out with? Yeah? The truth is, Jesus picked you. The truth is, Jesus is building us into his body. So listen to Paul on this. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, he's really going overboard here. You said if you can find anything, you know, if you think about Jesus and you can find anything you think's worth having, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection, any sympathy, he's kind of really kind of, you know, getting the pen out and underlying this. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full accord and of one mind. Do you get it? That's Paul's heart for his church. That's Paul's heart for the church of Jesus. If you can find anything that you think actually is worth it, then why won't you be of the same mind, having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind? And I just want to be honest. This is a challenge that we, each and every one of us have. I'm not, I'm not preaching this for the benefit of one and two. I'm preaching it for every single one of us. We will be continually in, in a place where we can choose to be offended, where we can choose to find things that we go, oh, it's, oh, it doesn't suit me. We'll choose because that's the way the world works. Yeah? We must be different. We must be different. I want us to, uh, I want us to conclude... Uh, what I wanted to share today by doing something we don't normally do, by doing something very un-British. Okay? This will require you to get out of your seat. 
So there you are, it's already creating anxiety. Already the, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the anxiety levels might be creeping up. And uh, in other streams of the church, uh, you, you do something called the sign of peace. And you go and you just find somebody and you shake their hands or give them a hug as a demonstration that we are the body. A demonstration that actually, not that we're trying to make peace, that's not what we're doing. We're not sort of going up somebody and saying, I suppose I better make peace with you. No, no, that's not what we're doing. We're saying we're actually recognizing and acting out we already have peace. Why? Because of Jesus. Yeah? So, so this will be wonderful, holy chaos. Okay? Where this goes will then be down to Sai, because he's going to shepherd us into the right place. But what I want us to do is take some time just to, to actually celebrate the fact that we are brothers and sisters, that we are reconciled. There is no longer a wall of hostility. What might have separated us has forever gone. Yeah? The, the wall has disappeared. That we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're family. We're, God's building us together so that we'll be the witness and the visible demonstration to Helsham and beyond of the, of the church that God is building. That's what he's calling us to be. That's what he's asking us to be part of. That's why he say, Paul would say, if you found anything in Jesus, be of one mind. Be of one accord. So I want to encourage us to uh, just take this opportunity. If you're a, a, a guest amongst us, don't feel under any pressure. There's a, a welcome zone at the back. So while everybody's milling around, you can just you know, move, up, move to that point if it's helpful. And uh, let's take the opportunity to be brothers and sisters. And if, if actually you know there's people in the church that you've struggled with, people that you found actually it's not easy, then why don't you take the opportunity to actually, while everything's going on, just to walk across and say, I want to extend the hand of peace.